Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dino Klonich. And this is Deontay Olive. Yeah, as always. And that makes us Binge Thinking America Edition, because monster trucks. I thought every episode was America Edition. Every episode can be America Edition. I just figured... No, monster trucks are pretty American. Forty cubic inch V eight. They saw a trucks. truck and they're like, "Oh man, that's not good enough. I need a bigger engine and six foot tall tires." Five, five and a half foot. And then we Bear also took me. trucks and then made them do one hundred and eighty miles an hour in an oval. The dichotomy of man. <laughs> you anyway. gotta love it. Anyways, uh, would you like to get us started with our information? I would love to. All right, so buddy. monster trucks weren't like. Formula One, where they started out as a race. Monster Trucks kind of started with one guy. His name was Bob Chandler. He sounds like a G. He was a Navy minesweeper for only one tour and a carpenter by trade, but then he had a motorcycle accident in 1975, and that ended his contracting career, unfortunately. So he immediately turned the other way, opened Midwest four-wheel drive in St. Louis, and sold aftermarket parts for off-road vehicles. Hmm. Yeah, full 180. Yeah, no, um, honestly, Bob Chandler, that's the type of guy that sounds like, oh, he's having a barbecue in his backyard. I call dibs on the first hamburger or steak because he just he probably makes a bomb. He steak. sounds like a grill master. He really does. Like Bob Chandler, grill master. That's a name you can trust. Yeah. Bob Chandler. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, business was extremely successful because, you know, turns out people really like to modify their cars. Um, and gave Chandler access to parts for his own car because he had the parts lying around. So why not use them? I paid for them. Might as well put them on my car. Um, and so in order to advertise for his shop, he decided to throw 48-inch wheels, beefier axles, and all the goods on his F-250 and cruised around town. Um, so he pretty much was just, he was using his car both as fun times, but also, hey guys, look at what I can do to your truck. And then he'd like cruise around playing like Fortunate Son or something. Man, I, that's a man I would buy tires. I would buy equipment I, yeah, from him. No, I'd buy a truck from him. Like Honestly, if he was selling his truck, he'd slap the table. You'd he's go, he's the type of guy that like could sell anything so to anybody. Oh, no, 100%. Um, he didn't intentionally... <laughs> he didn't originally intend to make a monster truck, but according to a 2010 interview, uh, quote... I had a stock F-250 pickup truck, and I kept putting bigger and bigger tires on it. Then I broke the axles, so I put bigger axles under the truck. Then I didn't have enough power, so I put a bigger engine in the truck. It was kind of just a vicious circle for three or four years. The truck gradually became its own star, I guess, end quote. Uh, That's brilliant. I I guess I need a bigger engine. Didn't even mean to do it. It was just like slowly making a monster truck. Yeah. Um, That F-250 was named Bigfoot. And retailed for about forty-four hundred bucks or sixteen grand today when it came off the lot, but he got offers for it up to fifty grand or one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars today. Wow, I'm kind of more surprised about the fact that a brand new truck off the lot was only sixteen grand. Yeah, an F two fifty, like not even the base. Tr- yeah, like the, and that the, was like a nice the, one too. The, the one ton. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, so his truck actually made it into movies. Um, and it made its silver screen debut in the movie Take This Job and Shove It uh, in 1981. My name must be Job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm disappointed in you, Dino. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, really. Oh, man. Okay. So Bob's early cameos were at tractor pulls because he literally had the tractor pulling, like, 
it ultimate. Was, it, it was yeah, the it was it was perfect for it. Um, and so that's where he would begin, um, and then he would go to off road events and stuff like that mm-hmm. because again. Literally, why not? Um, and the media dubbed it as a monster truck because nobody had really seen something like this before. Um, so yeah, no, he 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 did a lot of things with his truck. He had he did a lot of stuff. Also, fun fact about the movie: Bob was the one who drove it. Oh, they, he didn't have a stuntman or anything. No, so they were gonna have a stunt driver, but nobody knew the truck like Bob did, and so it would, he, it would probably he got end up being the, safest mm-hmm. in a weird roundabout way to have yeah, him do it. Yeah, and in that movie, he also invited his friend. Um, let me see if I can find his name. We'll come across him later in the story, and then I'll let you know. But he, uh, oh, his friend Everett Jasmer, mm-hmm. uh, he invited his friend to the set, and I think they raced. Nice. Yeah. But Honestly, it sounds like a party. Yeah. Um, so then promoters. Oh no. You know they would. I'm one line before that. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, um, promoters would they would you know pick him up at these yeah, events because like he yo, was always there. This dude's kind of like um, cracked at tractor pulling. He not only did these things, but he also gained a reputation for crushing cars, which is just uber sick. mega car. Um, and his reputation kind of started to come around in 1981 in terms of crushing cars, where him and his friends went out to a field. Um, and parked some junk cars, and Bigfoot continued on to clear them all with Lee's. Because, again, literally, why not? Yeah, no, he, uh, somebody recorded it. You can this find it dude, on YouTube. He sounds like such a fun guy to be around. I know. Like, you know he makes a great steak. He has a massive custom truck. And on his off days, he's like, hmm, let's go to a cornfield and drive over some junk cars. And he, uh, he, uh, th- there's this recording of it. Somebody recorded of it, and it's on YouTube now. You can go oh find my it. Goodness. Bigfoot has an official channel, by the way. Really? Um, he just he drove over it once, and then he drove over them again. Parked on top of them, got out of the truck, and just like you just see the truck sitting on top of the cars. It's so amazing. Oh man, that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. Um, eventually, promoters called him after hearing about all of his antics and stuff, and asked him to drive over junk cars at their events. Because they've seen, oh, he can do this. Why not pay him to do it? And we get paid for having him do it. Yeah. Um, and Bob's truck got even more popular because now it had yet another platform to be broadcast on. Yeah. And now it was like a, it was like a broadcasting platform. Yeah. Now like, it was like actually being broadcast mm-hmm. and not just like a local phenomenon. Yeah. There was a, an ABC series called That's Incredible. Uh, and it pitted Bob against his friend, Everett, Everett Jasmer, who had a 1970 K10 in a similar similar style with big axles and wheels and a lift kit and that one was nicknamed USA 1. Ooh. Uh the two men would race across a 50 car obstacle course which is just like 50 cars. That's a lot of junk cars in one place. Yeah. For Sorry for the interjection, but I I got to say the K10 is such a beautiful truck. Oh no. It's so nice. K- oh. Did you look it up pictures of it? Yeah. Cuz sometimes I forget what all the different old cars look like cuz like they're not actively coming out anymore so mm-hmm. it yeah, is the, a beautiful the step sides Oof. beautiful truck and if Anyways. you're not driving you can look up a picture of yeah USA please if one. you're driving um avoid using your phone please <laughs> um where was i oh yeah uh they raced across a 50 car obstacle course and the media coverage of that race led to people like start to say yo that's pretty cool now I want to go make a monster truck. And so more people started making monster trucks. Huh. Um, around came the 80s, Deontay, along with Synthwave and video games, very popular video games. 
uh, and monster trucks borrowed a lot from professional wrestling or the other way around. Honestly, it's kind of weird, but I really do see the connection between like monster trucks and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was big and it was flashy. Uh, they had big time names like King Kong and Bigfoot and USA One. I'm honestly, I'm so glad they started like naming their trucks because it's like it adds so much personality yeah, to now it. They now they have like Whiplash and Zombie. Yeah, it's and so Megalodon. cool. Uh, personally, my favorite growing up was El Toro Loco. My favorite growing up was Max D. Ooh, Max's truck. That's a good. Oh, Grave Digger. He's that's a classic one right there. Grave Digger. Grave Digger is a G. Yeah. Um. To satisfy demand for everybody, you know, monster, to monster, see this now. monster trucks kicking off, uh, Chandler had to expand to a whole fleet of Bigfoots, and he even got a Ford sponsorship, and they made, like, toy, Hot Wheels and Mattel came to him, and they're like, we want to oh, make man. toys. Yeah. So, is the still, is like, is the original Bigfoot still out there somewhere? Yeah, no, it's still out there. He doesn't, it still comes to events. He just doesn't okay. drive it anymore, because now Okay, so it still shows up, but it's like, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. It still shows up. He just is like, he said in an interview, I'm 75 years old. I want to just enjoy my life. I don't want to drive a big monster. Fair truck. enough, man. Honestly, yeah. fair enough. But now it's got like these big like tires like I could stand in the rims and I still wouldn't even touch the top of the rims. Yeah, that's, it's massive. ridiculous how big some of these trucks are. Um, but by 1986, Bigfoot had tires over 10 feet tall, as you were just kind of alluding to, which is about four feet taller than I am. And um, about... Almost, it's four and a half feet taller than current monster truck tires, and those are big boys. Redonkulous, man. Um, and it made the cabin height uh, nearly 15 feet above the ground, which is high. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want your door to pop open. You, that yeah, would be no. a considerable fall. Which, given the next fact, um, if you accelerate too hard, the truck could flip backwards because of the awkward dimensions. So imagine your door pops open, and then you proceed to accidentally flip over. And then the ground is so far away, you actually have time to phone the insurance company as you're falling Write out of the Write your will and say, yes, I'd like to leave this to this person and that to that person. And uh, there's the dirt. Yep. Um, now, in 1988, the USA One actually beat out Bigfoot for the win on one broadcast. So, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of competition. Yeah, no. Bigfoot People are actually getting better at it. Bigfoot isn't being the Mercedes of the hybrid era. <coughs> oh, my goodness, bro. I'm Look, I, I, I'm not wishing unsuccess to Mercedes and, like, their drivers and stuff. But it is nice to see other people win. I would like to see Ferrari I'd like come to back. see. I would like to see. A fight for the title. Because right now, we don't really have that. Yeah, no. It's just another Red Bull Max Verstappen year. It's been Mercedes, Red Bull, Red Bull, Red Bull. I actually Bull. really want Sergio Perez to win it this year. I'd really like Because Verstappen still has, like, easily, I'd say, 10. I think Alonso has a chance, too. Yeah. But Alonso, it, Alonso already has, like, what, one, two? He has two. I'm yeah. saying I'd say I would like Alonso to be in the fight. I think that would I'd be... I'd like for him to be in the fight, but I want oh, Perez yeah. to actually win it, because he doesn't have one yet. I'd like Perez to win it. I just want to see a fight with Alonso. That'd be... I just want to see a fight again, because we haven't <laughs> had good, like, Formula One fighting since... 2021. Yeah, it's been a minute. And that yeah. was the last time. And before that... It was the Rosberg and Hamilton fighting in the Mercedes. And before that, it was Vettel. Well, I mean, Vettel kind of just dominated everybody, though. Mm, not well, quite. He, no. Maybe his first year, but like subsequent years, he had to fight like Mark Webber. Yeah, no, look, yeah, that, that first championship, he probably had it pretty solid. But after that, he had to fight. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Vettel was just a brilliant driver. He really and then is. Ferrari screwed him over. I'm sad, but also happy for him for his retirement. Mm -hmm. Anyways, continuing back to monster trucks. <laughs> Um, Literally the opposite. Yeah, as far no. as you can get from <laughs> monster trucks is where we just went. Yeah. Um, by the end of the 90s, 
uh, Monster Jam had come into its own. So this is like the official like league type thing mm-hmm. for Monster Truck competition. Yeah. Um, and is currently backed and started being backed. It, it hasn't really changed um, by Feld Entertainment, um, who were previously uh, behind the Barnum and Bailey Circus. And is currently behind Disney on Ice as well. So they are they kind covering of covering all the bases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Circuses, monster trucks, ice skating shows, They're you name getting it, we every, got it. every audience. Yeah, no, that's pretty impressive, honestly. Um, that's also where we got commercials in the 90s about. Uh, in the 90s, we got commercials about, oh Mayhem man. on Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Sunday. Good times. I didn't see them because I was not, not a child a fetus, of the 90s. But, <laughs> but, but, but I've heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost just knocked over my microphone. Okay, uh, the original truck, Bigfoot, right? It's it's the OG, the big the big pop, the big boy. Um, and it had over two dozen models throughout the years, so it has gone through some changes. It's not still the exact same thing. No, but it's you know it's 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 the concept. It's the I idea mean, of Bigfoot. it was on ten foot tires at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a really big change. Um, but it's gone through two dozen models through the years, which have done many crazy stunts, like a 99-foot jump over... No, no, uh, 1999. Oh! Good job. I put, the, in my mind, I put the apostrophe after the 99, I was like, it's okay. wow! Anyways, in 1999, it did a jump over a 727, which for context, are not small. Which for context, are also the planes that the Beastie Boys used as their private jet. Big plane. You know their album, License to Ill? Yeah. That plane tail is their 727. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Deontay. We've gotten to the big mama. The monster lord jam. of all monster trucks. It's Monster Jam. This is like the apex of monster it is, trucks, man. It is the NBA. It is the NFL. It is the Formula One. It this is, is professional Cup monster truck. They have a university that you have to go through. In Illinois. To be considered... As a driver for a truck, which is surprisingly short, it's like nine days. Yeah, but like they, it's 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 said that those nine days you get more drive time and more experience than like multiple years actually doing events and stuff. Wow! So it's just like a really really packed nine days. Dang. Um, it's Monster Jam is most unique, and I think it's really similar actually to Formula Drift in this way. It's really fan driven. Like you can go down into the pits, you can yeah, go talk yeah. to the drivers. It's pretty crazy. Um, it has now 350 events a year in 30 different countries uh those 350 events a year aren't like there's the united states monster jam and then there's different monster jams for like yeah, different so they're not like it's not the same crew going on tour all over the world there's just multiple different tours and crews and stuff going around at all times yeah no it, you can't imagine doing 350 no, races are you <laughs> 350 events that's literally in almost 30 one countries that's one up look no, a Just sixth, a sixth of every country in the world. Yeah, and country. you're doing that almost every single day with only, what, 15 days of break? Yeah, no, that'd be too much. Yeah, no. So naturally, that is broken down into different crews and tours and travel schedules and stuff. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely, it has to be broken up. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise it, <laughs> it would be a madhouse. It's, it's a logistical a nightmare. Anyways. Um, um, oh, no, you can go ahead. Okay, all righty. Uh, the Monster Jam Finals take place each year in Las Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium in late March over the course of two days. Um, day one. Now, I did see something about that might have changed. I didn't I didn't read further into the subject, but I, I saw that there was a little footnote that said it might be changing. Um, 
oh. a couple years ago, actually. I'll look into it. So that might be updated. Um, but day one is for the racing series finals, uh, while day two is for freestyling. Um, racing is obviously racing, and freestyling is, as you might have thought, uh, like doing tricks oh, and no, you're right. flipping around. The Monster Jam finals are going to Nashville. Nashville. So I, I, is it like a moving stadium every year? Is it like a new location? Well, no. Previously, it's always been in, uh, um, in Vegas. Las Vegas. But let's see here. Uh, so yeah. It would be kind of cool if it was like a roaming event. Yeah. So from nine, from 2000 to 2018, it was in the camping. It was in the Sam t- Boyd, Sam yeah. Boyd Stadium. <laughs> And then it was in the Camping World Stadium for 2019 and 2022. And then the Nissan Stadium, which is, I think, the Titans Stadium. It might be out in Memphis. Nashville. Yeah, Nashville, not Memphis. Yeah. Um, Tennessee. Yeah, that's that's this year. And that's on July 1st if you want to go watch it. Nice. So if you're in the area or if you feel like traveling to go see it, it's it's out there. Yeah. Um, Bring earplugs. Now, during the event, hundreds of Monster Jam employees monitor safety and handle the pits. Uh, where 47 trucks need to be staged at a time uh, with two going in and out at all times. Like, there's always two, you know, there's always movement. Things yeah, are always happening. there's always things happening. And I it's think there's 83 trucks total, or is there 83 drivers, and I'm tripping? I don't remember the number. Yeah, it's there's a lot of drivers. There's a lot of, because each, each car has multiple drivers, like multiple people who get in the truck and drive around. Um, now, uh, the hot pits, right, are where the trucks wait between events and the cold pits are where trucks or the cold pits are where trucks are repaired so the hot pits are like you know they're just waiting to go out and do their event and cold pits are where if a truck has flipped or sustained like really bad damage they'll take it there and they'll fix it up um and now nobody other than you know the drivers and crew are allowed in the hot pits for obvious safety issues um and the parts tent in the the cold pit is estimated to hold over a million dollars worth of parts like wheels and tires, motors, frames, as well as plexiglass to cut new body panels. Um, so there's a lot of money in the cold pits. No, I think there's, this year there's 48, 49, 50, 51 Monster Jam trucks by my Monster count. Trucks. But I would also like to point out that there's a truck sponsored by Great Clips, and it is the Mohawk Warrior, and I just think that's the oh best thing God. ever. I remember the Mohawk Warrior as a child. Yeah. It's like purple, like the, the dude the screaming Mohawk. on the side. Yeah, with the Mohawk. Yep. Yeah, there's Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder was my man. truck as a oh, kid. Oh man, Blue Thunder was killer. I remember I had a Monster Jam game when I was a kid, and I, I played did, that game. I think so we much. had the same one. I think we, we might have. Honestly, we, we talked about this. I think that. we might have actually had the same one. Yeah, I remember I used to play like the racing events with like Grave Digger, and I would win every single time, Doug. Dude, these trucks are oh, just so seeing action good. shots of these trucks. Well, yeah, it's a massive truck doing jumps. It's. It's How insane. is it not? There's a there's one called Soldier's Fortune Black Ops. It looks like the a warthog from Halo. Oh, and I kid, I, I would kid recommend you. that if you guys again are not driving, go just go take a look at the truck roster for Monster Jam. Oh, dude, it's pretty nice. They're so cool. There's yeah. one called Zombie, and it has like arms the, that yeah. hang off the fence. There's one called like Whiplash or something like that. And it's like a shark, and it has like fins inside. No, that's Megalodon. No, no Megalodon. Whiplash is like um. It's just it's a like ch- a cowboy truck. Shiny, or something like yeah, that. yeah. Um. Anyways, where were we? Uh, we were um, parts inventory, right? Yeah, parts inventory. All right, 
So the parts inventory is a common pool that everybody can use because the trucks get trashed on a nightly basis without fail. Yeah, no, like I saw in like freestyling, it's very rare that you'll come back without damage. Yeah, like very few trucks. It was noted that the Gravedigger truck, they do all like their painting and stuff oh, by yeah, hand. No, it's still and it can it's take still 60, It can take 60 hours to put a truck together and it'll be destroyed in a few minutes. Oh, yeah, no. And then they have to do it all over again for the next and event. And Gravedigger is airbrushed. Yeah, no. It's Because most trucks, they use vinyls and stuff and they can just slip them on. But the Gravedigger crew chooses to airbrush and hand paint everything. Yeah. Um, like I said, the parts inventory is a common pool. So, like, everybody can just, they just yeah. have a bunch of parts. They're pretty much universal. That's why, yeah, the that's why there's, there's independent, like, trucks and drivers. And they don't technically have to conform to uh, Monster Jam rules. But most of them do because if they don't, they don't really have access yeah. to the common parts pool. Um, which is like really beneficial to have. Mm -hmm. so. Especially, it's a million dollars worth of parts. Yeah, like, why would you sitting there and You can just take what you need. I'm pretty sure they don't have to pay for it. It's just a general parts pool that you can take as you yeah. need. Yeah, which is that's a lot of parts to be sanctioned by like yeah. a single organization. Like a million dollars plus worth of tires and the tires alone can cost two and a half thousand a piece. Yeah, and they can last anywhere from what is it a few minutes to ten yeah, years. Yeah, a few minutes to ten years, depending on how you treat them and like how much pressure goes on them. <laughs> That's a dichotomy Crazy and a stuff. half. And they're made by a company, I think, in India, like specifically BTK. for Monster Jam. Uh, normally, the BTK makes like tractor tires, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes uh, sense to go from tractors to monster trucks. It's kind of like yeah. a logical jump. Uh, because of this common parts pool, you can swap out a blown motor in just a couple hours, and a wheel and tire assembly, those big wheels and tires can be swapped in just a, a couple minutes. By a single person, too, so it's not even like a yeah. multi-man job. Uh, any parts that are unusable or unrepairable are recycled, given to charity or sponsors, or sold. I'm pretty sure they get auctioned off, so that's like, that's pretty nice. Yeah, no, they don't just you know, throw things away. They kind of... Yeah, no. Especially recycled. That's really I nice. I feel like Monster Jam is like an oddly, like, really... Like, it's a really it's good... It's a really wholesome... They're really wholesome. Like it's a really good yeah. group of people. That's really Which is like... For... You wouldn't... Like, I'm not saying you would expect them to be bad people, but it's a whole bunch of people driving monster trucks and trucking cars. I feel cars. like there's a general stereotype that it's 83 rednecks right. ripping yeah, around the there's, there's a stereotype about it, and, like, if you read into it, it's not true. They're really good people. They're chill. They are. Um... um Monster Jam events have two forms. Like we said, racing and freestyle. Right. Uh, racing is bracket style and takes place on a symmetrical mirror. So it's like the same track. You just go in opposite directions. Right. Uh, the staging area is called Thunder Alley, which is just oh so good. They put monster trucks in Thunder Alley and then said, go race each other. It's... Mm. They're marketing geniuses, honestly. Mm. Um, the only thing we need now is a shotgun as the starting pistol. Honestly, that would be fantastic. Or like an elephant rifle in the middle of the stadium. <laughs> Just pointed straight up. The monster trucks are staged in Thunder Alley, and here we have the elephant rifle being brought to the middle. Um, the lights that they use in the racing series is like a drag tree because Monster Jam is sanctioned and watched over by the NHRA. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of interconnecting parts here. Yeah, no. And um, the NHRA is also the one who changes like regulations and stuff, and when they change regulations, the parts pool gets updated too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um so obviously as pretty much every race goes, the first across the light is the winner. Um and photo finishes are so common that they actually use the same cameras used in like Olympic racing to get the like the most crisp detailed finishes. Yeah, no. It's it's wild that so many photo finishes occur. They're like, Ahem, Olympics. We need to borrow Can something. Slide us some cameras, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the freestyle. freestyle. Yeah, it's pretty much what it sounds like. Um, after two minutes of jumps and tricks, 
uh, which is pretty much like the entire thing of freestyle. It's just two minutes. You can do whatever you want as long as it maintains crowd safety. Yeah, they it, just have. To, they literally just have to follow safety guidelines. There's yeah, no if you follow other safety rules. guidelines, there's no rules like other than that. Um, after the two minutes is finished, the audience has 20 seconds to log into a website and score the run one through ten. Which um, I know if. I don't know about you, but I know my phone won't pull up a website in 20 no, seconds. No, if they would said 20 seconds, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm not voting. <laughs> um, maybe they log in beforehand and they have 20 seconds oh, yeah, after. Maybe. maybe they have 20 seconds to vote. Yeah, like, you, you know, you're, you're, you have it pulled up after they finish and you go and just... Okay. That yeah, would no, make more sense. That makes sense. Um, uh, Monster Jam cra- tracks have their own crews. Yeah, no, and these crews have more than 100 people because these are huge events. Yeah, and day and night crews too because so yeah. they have to they change it for freestyle and racing. Yep. Because after the first night, they do racing. Then the second night, the night crew between those has to like put all the dirt down and arrange the track and get all the cars for like the freestyle and crushing and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to get everything arranged. So the night crew, like they work hard. Day crew works hard to make sure everything's maintained. Um, and, and it has to be just right because if it's like too muddy or too sandy, it won't they're work. They're slip around. If it's or too hard, stuck. Yeah. It, or they're just gonna extra damage to the uh, truck if it's like too hard. They're gonna slam and break. Yeah, and slide around. It's a very important balance that needs to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, and the World Finals racetrack uses 351,000 cubic feet, or 13,000 cubic yards of dirt. That's uh, a lot. That's an insane amount. Yeah. Uh, there'll um, be an additional 54 to 81,000 cubic feet, or two to 3,000 cubic yards of dirt reserved to, for the second day's track, so like right. racing to freestyle. Uh, there's something called silica flake that's added to bond the dirt together to make the perfect surface. And there's 50 to 100 truckloads of water used to control the dust so they don't, you know, choke everybody in the yep. audience. They're constantly making sure that everything's perfect levels, not too dusty, but also not, like, muddy because that's also not what you want because if it's too dusty, you're spinning up dust into the crowd. You can't see anything. You're going to give everybody muddy, lung cancer. Nobody's going to come back. And also, you know, going to get stuck. Yeah. Um, um, but dirt is normally 8 to 10 inches deep on nice. these tracks. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> dirt is 8 to 10 inches deep, and crush cars are usually sourced locally for every single event. Which is just like, it just gets they go through, better. They, they come into town, they put on a show, they put money into the local economy, respect the area, and then leave. Refuse to elaborate. Yeah, no, and they're actually working on making their cars even more, like, eco-friendly. Yeah. And they're moving towards diesel, because while diesel is kind of smoky, it also burns way, way more efficiently. than just alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, it's, they're so good at it. It's weird. Um, Monster Jam also pays for any damage uh, incurred to the venue while the event is happening. So, like, when they're taking it down, if they, like, scratch the floors up or... Or if, if a truck goes through, like, a barrier or something. Or goes into the stands, yeah. yeah. It's all covered by the Monster Jam people. Which, that one makes more sense. That's, like, standard practice, but still... Yeah. Still really nice. Yeah. Uh, the fan base is usually split 50-50 between men and women. It's a very uh, balanced set of it's people. really yeah. balanced, uh, mostly because of how welcoming the sport is to women and how they compete at the same level as the men. It's not like a separate division. They're all at the same level, and they yeah. all encourage each other really well. Yeah, it's all like throw the trucks in the pit, and whoever is the best makes it to the top, which yeah, tends no. to be a pretty mm-hmm. decently even split. I think there's 13 women drivers right now. Yeah, which out of 53 is like it's not a majority or even, but like, but that's like, it's work. Yeah, they're it, like they're maintaining a steady course. They're Especially considering like women. I don't mean to be sexist. Women don't generally 
go and modify trucks as their main hobby. No, no, like it's it's not. I don't think it is. Like, cause if you look at F one, we don't see a lot of women there either. I don't think it's a sexist thing to say, but I, it's just a, like a general trend. And that's why we have the WNB because there's also something like women have better hand eye coordination, which is why they make excellent pilots. But there's also just like men go to be like six eight three hundred pounds, so that's why we yeah, have a like WNBA. It, it's it's different skills. That's all it is. Yeah. Men are just like physically usually built larger, which is why in physical sports there's divisions. But in things like Monster Jam, it's it's a it's a very yeah no, it's, and all the trucks are like the same. It, yeah, they're all the same truck, but with different bodies and drivers. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah, um, like you said, they're trying to switch to diesel, which burns a lot more cleanly, and they can find a way to stop the smokiness. Uh, they're also considering electric tech, which is still pretty far out. Yeah, and like they're they're the developing that in case fans decide that they want to make the like environmental. But can you switch. imagine a monster truck launches and you just hear, and it just flies? I think personally, I do love like the the roar of an engine, but I think electric engine sounds really cool in certain situations too. Yeah, no, I think maybe we could do like we have Formula E. Maybe we do like Monster E. I could see that. Yeah, like maybe just and like depending smaller on trucks. like the fan response to that, we could consider moving mm-hmm. to that like as the main I do option. Really like the idea of a supercharged 500 inch V8. Yeah. No, that's great. That sounds fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, let's let's talk about how a monster truck works really fast. All okay. right. So every official Monster Jam truck runs on tires that are 66 inches tall by 43 inches wide. Um, and they run eight to ten psi, which is you know really, pound, really low pounds per square inch pressure. It's really low. That's not yeah, that's not high. For Car me. tires are like thirty five. Yeah, no. So eight to ten is like for absorbing shock. Yeah, because like I think. Could you imagine trying to land those jumps on fully pumped tires? I know. I that think that would hurt. Uh, I think I saw seventy percent of a monster truck's weight is unsprung weight, so like axles and chassis and frame and stuff. You look like you just got some good news. Um, they also, the tires weigh about eight to 900 pounds and they run about $2,500 a piece. Like I know normal tires aren't exactly light exactly either. Like they're not, you could still pick them up. Yeah. But eight to, that's like, okay. I saw a guy who he is like the, like one of the officially strongest men ever. And his total for, I think it was squat bench and deadlift was like 2275. Like the total weight. Holy crap. The man benched like 600, deadlifted like another like 550 or something crazy like that, and then squatted like a thousand pounds. So this dude could squat one of these this tires. This man could squat one of these tires as less than his max, <laughs> which is insane to me. And then you put him on some creatine and he'll just like throw it. I doubt he's not already on creatine. <laughs> uh, like we said, the tires are made by BKT, sorry, not BTK, yeah. uh, who normally make large tractor and agriculture tires. They ride on custom-built solid axles, and they used to use military-grade axles, but those were too fragile for monster trucks, and they kept breaking. And also, like, a lot heavier. And, yeah, so they were really weighing heavy. down stones they were, like, also breaking steel. more often. Yeah. So it was kind of like a lose-lose, so they decided to switch to custom-built uh, custom built axles. Um, and so the front and rear lockers are always locked. They are never unlocked. And safety measures like a steel cable attached to each wheel to keep it on the axle if the wheel spindle breaks. Because so as you, you can imagine, send a 900-pound tire into the audience. Into the audience. That's that's a really that's, bad thing. That's not good for business. I hate to be grim here, but we all saw what happened. I think it was at Le Mans when a Mercedes or something like that went to the crowd. Like, Killed 80 people. Yeah, and like we've seen what you know cars and car parts going into crowds can do. 
So it's probably yeah. for the best that they have these safety measures yeah. in place. Especially a freaking massive tire that weighs yeah. that much. And these crowds down. are like, they're tightly packed in a state. Oh, no, it's like full capacity every every Yeah, year. no, yeah, like it's crazy. It's, if that tire goes off, it's killing a good amount of people. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just made a face at Deontay. Um, uh, they also, wait, hang on, really quick, fun fact, uh, the front and rear lockers are always locked, so that, like, if you're riding on two, one or two or three wheels, all the wheels spin at the same right, so, like, if you're doing a front wheelie, those wheels will spin at the same right, or, like, if you're racing and you turn and you lift your inside wheel, right. then all the wheels are still spinning with the same speed. Really fun fact, well, it was, I'm assuming it helps with just, like, continuity and making sure everything's smooth. And making sure, like, you get equal power to all the wheels. Right. Um, I had another fun fact, and I forgot it. Wow, that's crazy how quickly things just disappear. Um, <laughs> never mind then. Okay. Um, now, the drive shaft has steel rings and bars caging it in to prevent broken drive shafts from flying away. And again, you know, like beating somebody to death. <laughs> again, because we don't like when car parts go into crowds. Very no. bad day. Especially drive shafts spinning at 3,000 RPM. No, yeah, not fun. Um, Can you imagine like Frisbee and it's like a four foot long drive shaft? <laughs> not fun. Really not um, good. Now, the brakes are also directly on the drive shafts. Um, and each corner has four nitrogen gas shocks with 28 inches of travel. So that's a total of 16 shocks on a monster truck. Wow. It's Betcha, those are cheap. Huh? Those are probably cheap. Yeah, no. Ethan, I could run down to Walmart <laughs> and grab those. What, yeah. what? 16 of them? I can afford that. That's easy. Lightweight. Um, but in the 90s, trucks used leaf springs... Uh, which provided one seventh of the travel and constantly broke. Yeah, so they they had about a four to six inch travel. Yeah, and so these new ones are you know they have nitrogen and are seven times better. The gas shocks are just better in general. Yeah. Uh, most drivers to oh sorry no too far forward. Uh, most trucks use a two-speed transmission. Grave Digger uses a two-speed power glide with a 22 to 1 gear ratio, which is just gobs of torque. That's a lot of torque. Yeah, so like that means if you don't know how to read a gear ratio, that's for every 22 spins of the input shaft from the engine, that's one spin of the output shaft or the wheels. Right, so for every 22 spins that goes into the engine, only one spin goes to the wheels. Yeah, so if you get 22 RPMs from the engine, your wheel spins once. Right, which means if you're getting... What, say, how, how much RPM do you think these engines are getting? No, they're not, I mean, they second gear, they rev up to, let me see what a Monster Jam redline is. They stay in second gear. First gear is just to get the engine rolling. Yeah. So Second gear is kind of like their only one they're at. But I'm wondering about, like, the max RPM they can run. Um, 11,000 RPM. So, 22 to 1. That's like, what, 500 spins or something like that? Yeah. No, you had that. What? You had that spot on. <laughs> okay, well, well, 22 is twice uh, of 11, and if one is oh, brought up, yeah, okay. you just half it. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I, like the one instance where my math was actually decent. Um, so, yeah, no, you're getting 500 spins for 11,000 spins into the engine. Yeah, so engine spin, if the engine's at redline. And that's doing, what, 11,000 per minute, right? Per minute. So you're getting 500 spins per minute. Hang on, 11, that's, so if it's at redline, you divide that by 60, that's 183 rotations every second, which is eight rotations of the wheel. Per second. Per second. Which, which is, is like, that's a lot, lot, but not it as much as it could like be. It sounds like a lot, but it's just <laughs> so If it was like a one-to-one -one ratio, 
you'd be getting 11,000 turns of the wheel every second, every minute. Per minute, which is... Which is 183 spins of the wheel every second. Yeah. Does uh, any car actually use a one-to-one ratio? Uh, probably not. Well, ov- just, overdrive is generally one-to-one, but that's like freeway speeds. You're not accelerating. Yeah, you're not using that for like yeah, no. standard driving. You're at like 2,000 RPM. Yeah. Um, they all use a big block alcohol fuel, just pure alcohol, like a top fuel dragster, supercharged mm-hmm. motor pushing 1,500 horsepower. Gravedigger uses a 540 cubic inch big block. Because why wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they need that power to move a truck that weighs somewhere between 10 and 12,000 pounds, which That's is like a lot. What, six tons? Yeah, just the wheels is 3,200 pounds. Yeah, no, the wheels are like, and the, just the wheels alone weighs more than my car. Per tire. Yeah. That's um, just the tires. That's not even the wheels. The and, rims. you know, the rest of the truck. Yeah, no. Just the Ridiculous. tires weigh as much as my car. Um, and most trucks, because of how they're designed and how, like, compact they mm-hmm. are, um, the drivers actually need to climb in to the body un- from underneath in order to get into their seat because of, you know, where the opening is placed. Um, but Gravedigger actually does have a swing outdoor. It is in the middle um, of the chassis, though, for safety reasons. Yeah, and fun fact, um, the, the opening that most drivers get into is covered in plexiglass, so they can still see um, like everything that's below them, but yeah, like no, it's, the footwells. Yeah, it's like a like when you're on a boat that has like one of those see-through spots, but yeah. in a monster truck, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And so um, they can see all the wheels, and if they you know lost one and it's held on by a braided steel like, cable. Oh, oh, that's disconnected. <laughs> and you know? sometimes they'll just keep driving. They'll keep freestyling with that. Yeah, because no, I mean, if it still moves, I may as well get all the points. If it ain't I can. broke, don't fix it. Which it is broke, but you don't need to fix it. Yeah, exactly. We can wait to fix it by a couple of minutes. Um, uh, each driver has a custom-made five-point harness that's built by ISP, and in the cab, it's not very luxurious. You get temp- you get dials for like oil pressure, temperature, and other stuff like that. Just basic stuff. It's what you need and nothing more. Yeah, there's not a speedometer, nothing. Uh, you get cutoff switches for power and fuel. They're like big red handles with power written on them. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a fire extinguisher handle that goes straight in grave dirt. At least it goes to two fire extinguishers that are pointed right at the engine. And then there's one also in the cockpit where the driver is. Yeah. So that he can yeah. use standalone if you know his. And he's a liar and his pants are on fire. The gear shift on most of the monster trucks is like down and out of sight. Yeah. So they have to shift by feel because they can't actually see what they're shifting to. They just have to know where they are at all times. Um. But yeah, no, every truck has four-wheel steering, um, and with a regular wheel, wait, hold on, with a regular wheel for the fronts and a switch for the backs, so they can actually control the front and backs independently, mm-hmm. and it's really so cool. So, like, you have a regular steering wheel for the fronts, and then the back has, like, a toggle switch. And you like can you toggle it either straight, left, left or right. Yeah, left or right. And it's really cool, because that means you can get, like, some really tight turns in these bigger trucks, because the entire wheel base is moving. Oh, yeah, no, they can turn in, like, their own length or something it's like ridiculous. that. It's ridiculous. It's wild. Um, and the gas pedal includes a tow hook, so, you know, the driver can pull it back if the throttle gets stuck, which is, again... Really helpful when you're driving a truck this Especially, big, yeah, surrounded 12, by a crowd. Pound, 12,000 pounds. Uh, did we talk about the remote ignition interrupter? Um, I don't know if we did. I think, I don't think the so. one that cuts fuel and stuff, or was that a different one? It cuts fuel and power, so okay. it's called the remote ignition interrupter, or RII, and it's so four people at each corner of the arena have a remote for it, and if they see something wrong that the driver doesn't see, they're like, okay, so I can just hit this button, and it'll instantly cut power and fuel to yeah. the truck. And the driver also does have, they yeah, have control, has, but this button switching. itself is for the four people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, most of the trucks are wrapped in vinyl stickers, as we talked about. Kind of got ahead of ourselves early in the script. Yeah, we did. Um, but Gravedigger is the only one that still is, like, airbrushed 
by hand for hours and hours and hours. And I think that just the airbrushing alone is like 60 man hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no. And that truck can get destroyed, paint can get chipped off, scratched, ruined in just a few minutes. Every, every race. Yeah, no. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. All right, now, Deontay. The patience you have to have to oh work on God. one of these trucks, <laughs> knowing you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into that truck just for it to be destroyed in five minutes. And by Max D crashing down on top of it. It's, cra- it's crazy to me. Um... Now, I have a short little physics lesson for you. Oh, yeah. This is all you can So, if you have a 10,500 pounds monster truck, uh, that will jump 40 miles an hour. It'll have a lateral velocity of 32 miles an hour and a vertical velocity of 24 miles an hour. It'll jump more than 30 feet into the air, should land about 44.5 miles an hour onto the junk cars behind, beneath it. That's an 8G impact. For reference, uh, fighter pilots are like 5 to 6 Gs. Uh, and about 40 tons of destructive pressure. So we saw a max. Pounds. Yeah, we saw a max of like 240,000 pounds is what you can get yes, up to. Two, two, yeah. So the average is around about what 25,000. 40, 40, 40, 40 tons. Yeah, 25 to 40. It's it's a it's a range for the average. Yeah. But like the biggest ones where you like landing on one tire and putting all that pressure on one spot and like mm-hmm. the big jumps is 250,000 pounds of pressure yeah. on that one spot. That's like way more than even modern roof crush standards. Yeah, because modern roof crush, roof crush, ooh, wow, <laughs> wow, um, is under the twenty-five thousand standard. Yeah, no, Teslas have the strongest roof crush standards right now, and they are nine thousand pounds. Yeah, and so these trucks, on average, on the low end, are doing twenty-five thousand pounds of crush pressure. Yeah, doing three times more than that. And that's on the extreme low end. Is wilding, bro. Yeah. Monster um, trucks are fun. I love monster yeah, trucks. Good times. I need to go. I watched one of these when I was a kid. I did too. So loud. My, uh, me and my dad and my older brother went to an event. It was monster trucks, and they also had like a dirt bike event going on at the same time. So it was monster trucks, and then they also had bikes so jumping those massive things. <laughs> it was so much fun. I haven't been to one since. Yeah. No, I think we should all go to one. That'd actually be a good idea. Good yeah. plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's everything I have. Yeah, we constructed. Do you have anything else? Um, that was 42 minutes of straight content. Considering we haven't recorded in two weeks, I feel like that's That's fair. well deserved. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry about that. No, our bad. Um, but that, that's everything. We do. We should have another episode coming soon on Cough Cough, the upcoming NBA playoffs. I'm and excited. our predictions and our recap of the season. So if you're interested in that. I'm, you know, po- I'm predicting, I think, Milwaukee to win it all. I think Milwaukee has a good chance, but it's going to sound crazy. But the Lakers... They're not favorites, but they've recently put things together, like figured it out, and they have an, you know, a determined LeBron James who's been averaging like 30 to 40 a night for the last few games. So I think we're in for a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything from us. Um, yeah. See you next time. Toodles. Toodles.